welcome to Speaking in Spoons with your host, Christina Brookman. I'm Christina Brookman. I'm your host with Speaking in Spoons with the lovely Lexi and Nate. And today we have with us Joe Beth uh, to talk about her journey with TBI or traumatic brain injury. Um, hi, Joe Beth. Uh, thank you for being here with us. Um, hi, Christina. Hey. Um, why don't you tell us? Uh, your story um, about uh, maybe um, how you were diagnosed um, and what the process has been like for you. Well, I was diagnosed because I was in, like, I was in a car wreck when I was 16 in 1994. And so it put me into a coma for like eight weeks. And oh. so they told my parents that I would never come out of it, but I did. Really? And so I have a brain injury. And then they didn't know where I was going to be, you know, where, whether I was going to walk, talk, eat, drink, you know, do all those things by myself. And, you know, here I am. <laughs> So you, you, uh, how long did it take to kind of relearn those, those things? Oh, uh, years. Years. Yeah, because I went back so to high school in a wheelchair. Okay. And a walker. Well, it's the wheelchair first, and then I moved up to the walker, and then from there, I it was either walking by myself or or walker and I didn't like the walker so I figured out how to walk by myself <laughs> with lots and lots of practice yeah from friends and family is it um something that um I know like with us sometimes we like we've we've done physical therapy but then we don't need any more, but then we have to go back to it. Do you ever like, do you cycle through needing to go back through physical therapy or anything that, or are you kind of set now? I'm kind of set. Um, unless something happens to where that, uh, I need, I, I have to go to physical. I was in physical therapy for, um, for just different things, you know, like my arm, like um more or less the the stuff the squishy stuff in between the joints is yeah. kind of wearing out so I have pain in my wrists and stuff like that so I got a cortisone shot and um before that I was trying not to have the cortisone shot so I was trying to see if I could do it on my own and so I went to physical therapy and they taught me stretches for my wrist and my arm and it it really didn't work without the cortisone shot. <laughs> so I finally gave in and decided to go with the medicine. Um I don't like medicine. 
Um, but psychiatric stuff been taken for a long time and they keep me they keep me level, um, not too wound up, um <laughs> too happy. Um Yeah. I'm I'm not the depressed one. I'm more or less the, the one that wants to go and do things and I have a major drive and you know. I'm sure that's so, helped you through this though too. It immersed me down some so I don't Yeah. Like... What um what do you think has been um What was the hardest thing for you to relearn, do you think? The walking, talking? It all was hard. Um, talking yeah. was really hard. And because um, I, I knocked out my five front teeth, the ones on top. Uh -huh. So I, um, I have a, a plate. It's not removable. Um, but... I've had it for a long time. I've had it for a long, long time. And I don't want to pay for another one. So <laughs> I'm just keeping on wearing this one. Um, I did wear the partials and stuff like that. And that messed up the alignments of my teeth and stuff. So, you know. But it it was harder to talk without the teeth. Um, yeah. Learning where to put my tongue and where, how to get like certain. The sounds. Out. Um, I yeah. can't whistle anymore. Um, stuff like that. Um, Whistling is hard. Whistling's really hard. I don't think people think of that. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I just can't do it. And I want to, but I just can't. It's like skipping. I can't skip either. Yeah. Are there, um, what do you think has been the most um, helpful thing for you during this whole process? Um, believing that I can do anything that I want to. Um, I mean, I, I finally figured that out and, um, that helped a whole lot. I can just figure out different ways to do it. And right. where do you think I, you got that belief from? Like, how did you said it took you a while to, you know, you finally figured that out. How did you get to that point of figuring it out? Um, I really don't know. I, it's, it's like I went back to high school um, after Christmas, after mm -hmm. my accident. Because my accident was in July, and um, I was in the hospital till the end of October, till Halloween, and then I got out on Halloween, and um, my friends took me trick-or-treating in a wheelchair, <laughs> um, but, you know, and then... I lost all those friends because, you know, I wasn't the same as I was before. And it's, it was hard, you know. Um, yeah. I can imagine I'm high school is hard enough, you know, 
-hmm. just thinking back to to high school and how difficult it can be and adding Mm -hmm. that on top of it and um were there activities that you wanted to participate in that you you missed out on or no not really I just I just wanted to be like everyone else I wanted people to accept me and that I think that's what helped me drive to be anything that I wanted to be I I wanted to go to college I wanted to graduate high school I wanted to walk you know to get my diploma like a normal person I didn't want to go up in a wheelchair I mean, I still had the thought in my head that I should be able to walk, you know, but I found out in the hospital um, when I tried to get out of my chair that, you know, my legs went homey up. Um, So I fell to the floor. Um, But I did a lot of weight training in high school. Um, A lot of, um, I took weight training classes. So did a lot of stretching and you know weights lifting weights with my legs because I had to get my muscles stronger to be able to yeah anything um I'm just trying to imagine that those dreams you have like you talk about like wanting to go to walk like in your with everybody else and to feel to feel normal we um we'd interviewed somebody else and that's what he said he just he didn't want to be seen as different he just wanted to be seen as normal um and uh it's funny I think how much we take for granted till we don't have it anymore you know, or until somebody around us doesn't have that anymore. Um, and um, then we do anything to to get that back. But uh, why don't you share uh, with the audience everything you've accomplished since then, what you've um, done with your life? Because I think it's pretty amazing. I graduated from high school. Um a year later, but that wasn't because of my accident. That was because I played around in the ninth grade. So I had to take the ninth grade over to have enough credits to graduate. Um, Then, so that actually helped me out in the long run. It helped me because when I went back to high school, I was in the special ed program. Right. Um, They didn't know where I would be mentally and I ended up leaving the special ed program um that after Christmas so I was up in regular classes and yeah but still I wasn't I was they people would call me slow Joe (laughs) the football players I mean um it hurt some but then I just finally got to wear that I could laugh it off and now I think of it as so funny you know that they said that was slow joke and I I even call myself that now you know because I mean you know 
I am slow, but you know, I'm not. You have I'm to laugh slow. at things. Yeah. I'm slow doing stuff, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I, I guess if you can pick on yourself like that, I don't know. Um, but I think seeing everyone else doing stuff and made me want to do stuff too, you know. So um, what are you doing now? You have, um, I'm not going to reveal. Tell us about your life right now. Um, well, I got married and uh, he, he got a job here in Richmond and shortly after we were married um so we had to move up here after our wedding and so we packed up a u-haul and we brought our stuff up here and found an apartment and one day don't ever do that <laughs> but we were <laughs> desperate we were desperate because time time was like it was not working out for us. So we had to find something like that day. We only have one day. And so we lived in a townhouse and the townhouse had some major issues. So, you know. Isn't that always the way it is? Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think uh, would you say is... Um, could you help? Some of our uh, followers may not understand, like, what a uh, brain injury, like, how that might affect somebody on a day-to-day, -day, you know, and, and I'm sure it's different for every person and every brain injury. So, for mm -hmm. you, how does it affect you? Um, I wake up in the morning. I'll lay there until I actually wake up, you know, um, so... I'll lay there a while and, you know, things will finally come together so I can get up. Um, it's, it's changed over time. Um, I used to not sleep at all, but now I, I do sleep thanks to medication. <laughs> um, I, but otherwise I couldn't do it by, by myself. Um, is it and now I an immunodeficiency and um so I have to get Zolaire infusions every mm. every two weeks now. So so that my immune system holds holds me up and you know, so I can go and do things and be out there with everyone else. How do you socialize? Are you able to drive now or no. Um, I, I actually figured out, I, I took lots of tests. I went to the hospital to take driving tests and I went, I took uh, a driving test, a driving course from a college in, um, in North Carolina. Um, but to, so that I could drive and to prove that I could do it according to you know the driving stuff um so i drove i used to drive to high school um but that didn't last so long 
Um, you know, yeah. because at the time I was having seizures and I was on seizure mm-hmm. medication and, you know, it was fine for a while, but then the anxiety and stuff like that and little wrecks I kept on having kind of, you know, just safer not to do it yeah and I don't want to drive now I definitely don't want to drive in Richmond that's like scary for real I mean people are just crazy they are that (laughs) I understand that fear that you get you know like you're afraid you know like you mentioned the seizures and other stuff you're afraid of having that event or hurting yourself somebody else and yeah, that I panic a long time so I'm not yeah. on medication now but still you know just having that thought that I can go into a blank stare you know, yeah like my dog does now <laughs> oh poor thing I know she she'll just stop and she'll stare just stare and I'm just like Shelly I tap her on her back or something. She's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you, what, Um, I always like to ask this question, but what advice would you give to um, any, uh, anybody just diagnosed with, or that's, you know, just gotten a, a brain injury or maybe a family member, loved one of somebody with a brain injury? Just keep on trying. Don't give up on yourself. Do not give up and don't believe what the doctors say. Just keep on trying. I mean, the doctors will tell you the worst and it's your job to be the best and you can do it no matter what. I mean, it may not be like everyone else, but I like what you just said about that it's like it it they tell you the worst but it's your job to do the best and like in that you know I almost think they have to prepare you for the worst right prepare you because like hope can be so traumatic such a traumatic thing sometimes whereas like knowing that that worst case thing like um and then it's like you said, it's your job to just mm-hmm. not give up and families not give up and just, just keep trying and, and do oh. the work, you know. I mean, even though my family prepared for my funeral, um, because they were told they told my parents that I wouldn't live through the night the first wow. night. But I did and yeah, you know. My I can't mom even imagine that stretched me while I was in coma and you know did things for me and you know I that helped you know I believe it did instead of me just laying there on my back yeah doors you know any kind of movement like that and probably that interaction and love too how long were you in a coma um about eight weeks wow what advice would you give to medical professionals dealing with um, patients and families with um, dealing with traumatic brain injury? 
just tell them that not to give up on themselves, that there is anything possible because they don't know everything about the brain, you know? True, yeah. I mean, if you learn how to do use different parts of your brain, I mean, they can do the, those tasks. I mean, because we don't use that much of our brain. Just give people hope. I mean, prepare them the way that they need to be prepared to go home, but also, you know, give them some something to hold on to. Nate, Lexi, do you have any questions? Um, <clears throat> not really that I can think of right now. How about you, Nate? I just, um, I just think being normal is overrated. I know. <laughs> yeah. no, no one makes a movie about or writes a book about a normal person. It's the extraordinary. Uh, interesting. I like weird now, but you know. <laughs> weird is good. Weird, Einstein weird is good. <laughs> People are weird. I like People to say like, weird is the new black. Yeah. But. But how? But think back, Nate. Like how many times? Like in in the years I've known you, and we've known each other. You know, would you talk about, you know, wanting normal, like quote unquote normal things, like to be married, have kids, like those things, like that? You know. Yeah, but I wouldn't do it in the normal way. I'm pretty sure. Like, have, <laughs> you met me. I was a weird dude. Like, I'm. You weird. were. You're still weird. <laughs> weird like I like you know I like weird stuff and I just I've always been a little off but you I know? think everybody like my husband. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it takes time to get comfortable in yourself to embrace that weirdness and that's a beautiful thing and but it doesn't mean that you don't like isn't there a difference between wanting those societal norms you know that we so that society sets is not like the tradition of of walking down and getting in your cap and gown and getting your diploma like like you're talking about joe beth like that's mm. um you know like that's something you could see for yourself or i'm guess like walking down the aisle you know that's yeah. a distinct visual you know um i mean so. you can get and look how you think it might look maybe absolutely like absolutely but it's still you know you can prove I mean my major thing was proving to myself that I could do it too because yeah yeah prove maybe you need that goal to prove yourself yeah I can still that I'm still Jobette yeah 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 like you're still Christina and you're still Nate and you're so Lexi. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Well said, Jabeth. Is there any other thoughts you'd like to leave us with or our followers with today? I really don't know. Um, That's perfectly okay answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Favorite book? I don't know. Favorite quote? Oh, I don't have one. Hmm? No. Okay. Favorite movie? I don't know. Just I don't think I'd know if you put me on the spot like that, Nate. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't prepare for this. 
Come on. <laughs> Better. Oh, but you've been wonderful. I appreciate. I think your positive mental attitude is inspiring. I think that pe more people should realize how much a positive attitude. I mean, not even positive, but just like a hopeful attitude really helps you with recovery. Yeah. I like yeah. what you said too, Joe Beth, about that you're still Joe Beth. Like in all of that, everything that happened, the trauma, the, the physical trauma, you know, the emotional trauma, everything that you went through. No, I'm not. You're the same still. Yeah. There's no. more deep inside me is still, Joe still that core part of Joe Beth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've never That's been normal either, Nate. So. We'll be a weird club. My parents will tell you that <laughs> if you ask them. <laughs> yeah, I'm black Normal, sheep. it's it's not the great way to be. No, no. I mean, you want you want well, my own way. Be normal. I think normal. I think average is better. Is better. Like normal. Just oh, but be... that sounds even more boring. Right. <laughs> It's tradition. It's the traditional things that, but it's societal norms. It really is the, it's what society is telling us we're supposed to be. Just like, like, you know, when they make Barbie and it's like, this is like, as little girls, we look at dolls and Barbies and it's like, that's the societal norm, but that's not it's real. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joba. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always love hearing from you and your messages. And um, stay tuned, yeah, uh, followers. Y'all are so real and so interesting. I just can't wait for the next show. And I'm just like, why can't they have more of them? <laughs> yeah, but thank you. That means a lot to us. And um, stay tuned, guys. For We'll have a little follow-up after this. And... and we're back. Hi, I'm your host, Christina Brookman, with Lexi and Nate. And um, you just listened to Joe Beth. Um, about her story with TBI or traumatic brain injury. Um, and the hosts were going to talk about it. Um, so any first thoughts on Joe Bath and her story? I like how positive she is. But I also want to point out that you don't have to be positive. You can be as negative as you need to be to get through this. Well, and, and she was 16 when she had that accident, too. Yeah. And she even said, like, it took her a while to to get to that place. So I imagine that if we were to have interviewed her, like, right when she came out of the coma or, like, those years, out, like, you know, I'm sure. But, yeah, like. She's put in the work. She definitely has put in the work. And I yeah. definitely inspire to be like her. Right. Yeah. But I just wanted, I did want to say, like, you know hey she's positive and like give the impression that like you know you have to be disabled and positive about your illness you don't have to be or or die yeah no. or death cake or death cake or death no that's a whole different conversation but yeah like i mean being positive 
same as being happy, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's totally. Yeah. I mean, the positive that you want is the one you can feel, not the one you can think. Like thinking positive is not you want to feel positive. And that is something that you can't just get. You have to culture that. Yeah. But I, but I think thinking positive helps and bring you closer. It can uh, help. Like it can yeah. help, but it's not. Yeah. It's if you keep thinking positive, but you feel terrible. I feel like you just have this conflict in you. You know. Yeah. Like it's but no isn't time. that part of that, grieving? It that that internal conflict is is part of that grieving process. I think that we talked about with Shraga. You know, but you don't want to stay there. Like I'm just no. saying, it's, um, yeah. it's, you can feel that it's okay to feel terrible and shitty, but you don't want to live in it. I like the pressure of not being able to stay. Like I guess you could stay as long as you need, but it's not. I just I don't think ideally you'd want to be there. But yeah, well, I think I think you make a good point, like that, um, Lexi. That I think society makes us feel as disabled people that we have to be you know inspirational and we have to be happy and hopeful but that's not always like the case and maybe the inspirational is in that we are trying every day you know we are working on it everybody's inspirational though like and I, I mean want, yeah. well I definitely find Joe Beth to be inspirational which is why I wanted to also clarify that you know even if you're not being inspirational like Joe Beth because I do she inspired me well, but what is but that's what what is inspirational like Joe Beth's story inspired you and I think it's okay that maybe you inspire other people too even if you don't feel inspirational God as a person. help them if I do I yeah. find you sorry inspiring. If, I, if you find me inspirational, I am so sorry. Your humor, though, like through all the shit that you go through, you keep a good sense of humor. And I think that's inspirational. And look at that face. Um, but seriously, um, <laughs> were you blowing Nate, a balloon? I love that you're blushing. Are you blushing, Nate? I was just like, a face that she was like, look at that little poodle. Ooh, it so cut to cute. you and you were doing that and I was like oh he's so cute oh it was my face I thought you were talking yeah. about oh my face, face. I thought, like, oh, I staring at you while I was saying that oh my goodness we're so off track again guys but sorry we do this like I think we've got multiple great things going on in that it is good the ultimate goal is to be hopeful and positive, right? But it takes a mile and a journey to get there. And it's okay to have it different at different periods. You know, it's con we're constantly grieving. We're constantly evolving. We don't always have to be strong, you know, and maybe being strong is that we just make the effort. And that effort one day just could literally be opening our eyes and going, you know what, screw it, I'm tired today putting the blanket back on but we opened our eyes and that was that that's was true. a point yeah you know like sometimes that's all it is it's like okay i woke yeah. up I survived. I woke up i survived <laughs> and i'm next day i'll wake up some more and do some or maybe a couple hours later i think we need to take that pressure off of ourselves to be quote unquote perfect and to be quote unquote normal 
and productive. Like, I think productivity is, you know, individual. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not set in stone. It shouldn't be. And we need, we've got to be our own biggest supporter, you know, our own biggest cheerleader, you know, because if that's, and that's, I think what she's such a great example of. Like that you were saying, Lexi, like she really loves herself. She's found that love in herself. She loves herself. She supports herself. And that just beams off of her. Um, Anything else you got from her story, you guys? Well, I mean, trauma like that, you just, I mean, it's, I guess I kind of felt like the same way about when I got sick that I was like getting hit by a truck, except I didn't actually get hit by a truck. Like, I think hers is a very visceral, physical, this is what happened to her. And mine was more like a, oh, you have this now and your life will be forever changed. I think, I think, I guess with mine, like it did come on kind of slow. So I had time to acclimate to being sick. Although when I actually got disabled, it was a bit traumatic. I mean, there she had no time to to come to grips with what was wrong with her i think that's powerful that she went to sleep one day and then woke up the next day an t- entirely different person it's like larue when he woke up and he looked down and his leg wasn't there you know like it's like what you're talking about that instant change um interesting i'm sure you can relate to this but whenever she was talking about how hard it was for her to talk to relearn yeah. to talk and you know how hard it is we both know how hard it is to talk because we go paralyzed yeah. randomly and and then like I don't know if you've ever had to reteach yourself to walk after a bad attack but I had one where I had to like I had to spend a week trying to reteach my leg before I had to go back to work long last fall and like this before my surgery like during season one all of season one and like the beginning like January uh of our season two i've been relearning to walk essentially because my migraines were so bad and you had seen me on good days um but like my migraines were so constant like all day every day um and they've gotten better with the medication that i'm on they still happen but it's not as severe and as constant and that my leg was just staying weak essentially um I still have the problem and so like way my physical therapist who I love she's training phoenix to be a a doctor um she was teaching me like that I had to do heel toe heel toe which is something I've always sucked at because of my hypermobility with the Ehlers-Danlos but like I really had to work on that heel toe connection and just taking smaller steps so that the bigger step I'm more likely to buckle and weaken um whereas the smaller step I it's easier for me to control myself and that's why I use the rollator so that if I get a whiff of something something happens I can you know I'm also having the you know the left side of my face moves better than the right side of my face so this side is still weaker. Um, and so I found that I relay on the left side of my face more than the right side of my face. Um, and my right hand, 
what's really weird is like in OT, we've tried to do like fine motor stuff. And that's where I really struggle. Cause like, uh, you know, like at Cracker Barrel, that game where, and if you're not from the South, Cracker Barrel is like a, you know, I mean, it's a chain. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're I know they're, up, they're East Coast, but are they Midwest? And they're I think they're Midwest. And... But they have like, you know, like rocking chairs. and But they, there's this like, you know, intelligence game where of pegs and you're supposed to move the pegs, you know, and, and it'll tell you if you're dumb or if you're crazy genius. I think I always get dumb because I can never figure out how to do the pegs but i was we were trying to do that with ot and the the squeezing and lifting up the peg and moving it like because i have to do it timed and trying to get the pegs holy hell after like a couple of them my the right side of my face it triggers an hm yeah and yeah. then i have a thing that i'm supposed to squeeze and work on squeezing with my right hand that's at like a 10 right now and that triggers uh -oh. the hm and you know that yeah and the typical thing where you do like this with all the like i can do it on the left hand doing it on the right hand i can do a couple but then yeah yeah so and so we're not really sure why other than it's just the neuro a neurological muscular issue yeah um but it's it seems to be triggering the the hemiplegia. But um, it's so, so yeah. frustrating to learn to walk yeah. and like to learn to talk again, and like I can't imagine yeah. having to learn at that level, like relearn at that level. Like that had to be so frustrating. So like yeah. the fact that she like perse persevered and had that grit. She has grit. I she like has that. Got lots. She looks very sweet and innocent. Everything. She's got spunk and grit. Like she's yeah. a survivor. She's a fighter, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think you could. <sighs> People miss that, you know. They don't always see that because well, she's just so sweet, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, but I mean, we all are survivors in our own way, and we oh, all. Oh yeah. It was, we all have a good amount of grit, I think. Like, yeah. I have so much grit, I don't take shit from anybody. Maybe to a, to almost a flaw like, that I don't. Yeah, know. I ain't got like, no grit, Nate. Or is that just being stubborn? Yeah. <laughs> Where's that line? Yeah, I know. Where that line is. I'm straight up stubborn. <laughs> you got, we got both. You can be I'm stubborn and gritty, right? Yeah, and there's, there's I'm just saying her look is very different from her. Uh, I don't know. I think people could misjudge her. Yeah, you know? and yeah, that I, was. I, I didn't know who she was when you introduced me to her. Like, I just it takes a while to kind of understand what she's about. Yeah, hard enough, and everybody's so fucking mean in high school, and then like. Oh, yeah calling her that and like i just like uh, i feel so bad slow like, joe she, yeah when she said that i wanted to cry because i just wanted to go punch some people like I, yeah i wanted but to, i mean too. she you know what her calling herself slow joe now like she's taking ownership of that trauma she's like that's not your word that's mine now bitch you know I the same thing with them <laughs> yeah. career yeah, like i had yeah. petty girls in college and they called me helga 
So I was like, okay, that's my that's my massage name now. I'm Helga. And everybody knew yeah. me as Helga and it became my tag. Yeah. You take it back, take the word back, take the name back. And you know, that and and she's that resilient you talk about, Nate, you know. And and that humor, <laughs> having humor in it. Um I, I can't imagine what it was like for her parents to hear that she might never wake up. Oh my you god. Know? And to let her stay, because people let people stay in comas for, you know, a while, years, you know, and I can't imagine what I would do, you know, and I I don't know. I think that's, yeah. And financially, the cost of that. But I wonder how much you can actually, if you're in the coma, whether you're not aware, like I've heard so many stories about people who were in comas, but were completely aware of everything yeah. on, the, on around. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's, oh, there's, we should have asked her that, Nate. Oh, yeah, maybe. But I mean, there's a book. Can called- I call her real quick? <laughs> well, are you, she always writes on our um, things. We'll ask her. We'll add it. Like, to, as, like, Beth, a, add this as a or comment. She'll hear this. She'll hear this. <laughs> yes. So Beth, we are personally asking you, yeah, because I wonder, like, that's interesting to, like, if, if she could hear her family or the doctors or. I think there's a, there's a stigma that people who are in comas are just, you know, um, vegetables. Vegetable, yeah. It's often not true. Like, people in comas are aware. They just can't move. Oh, sorry. I had a really dark thought. <laughs> and I'm not going to share it because it'd be way too dark. Good. That's terrifying. Well, definitely talk about it, but don't ever. Yeah, tell that's us. really terrifying. It is. I mean, there's a there. ALS is like that. It turns you into yeah. that. It's just that is the scariest illness that I know of. It's just I think being being aware of the world but unable to interact with it might be one of the scariest and most like depressing. That is terrifying. When I, when I had my first HM that was like really big, it got to the point where I couldn't, like I was frozen on my right side. Well, and my whole face, like it drooped on the right, but everything kind of spasmed and I couldn't, I, I couldn't open my mouth at all. I could barely open my eyes. Um, and I kept trying to, like, I would say, mom, like, to try to say my mom, you know, or I point, like, usually I point at lights to try to get them to turn the lights off. Like, um, right. It there's, is, there's I, I can't imagine your whole body. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. trapped. Like, has, have any of you had um, sleep paralysis? I've never had that. I've, I've known people that have had it. It's, yeah. It's terrifying, but it only lasts like a minute. I mean, it feels years, but, but it only it, lasts a couple of minutes. But this, like you're saying, like this is. Yeah. What if it didn't? Yeah. My dad. I'm was... not having an HM. I don't think I've had sleep paralysis though. Yeah. You would know if you had it. You would know. Yeah. Right. It's, okay. You're paralyzed in your body, and you can't. Like I sometimes I will wake up screaming because I've fought so long in like my dream or in my mind to wake up like I'm screaming in the dream but I can't move myself I can't wake I'm like frozen and then all of a sudden it comes out and I can move um it's really scary um but it happens to a lot of people 
Yeah, it it ha- yeah. it's very common uh sleep uh parasomnia. Yeah. Um hmm. any f- final thoughts before we sign off on Joe Beth and traumatic brain injuries? I did want to say I have an I have another friend um with a traumatic brain injury and his experience is very different from hers. So um, you know, it's and like she was saying, we only use two percent of our brain. It's fascinating how different someone can be affected by a brain injury depending on where it happens and how it like all of that. Cause he was, I think, hit by a vehicle when he was younger. And was never treated because they didn't realize anything was wrong until years later in like his late 20s or early 30s when um, he started having like grandma seizures Um, Mm -hmm. and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And then they finally diagnosed him with epilepsy, but then also that that was coming from a traumatic brain injury. And mm-hmm. he has sleep problems like Joe Beth. He also, he has really bad problems with his memory. Um, like his memory is really affected, you know, impulse control, like things like, cause his is frontal lobe. Um, so uh, yeah, it's really hard, but it, like, um, so it's just interesting to hear the difference between kind of their two experiences um yeah just like i mean you all know like with our disorders like you talk to one person with ms and then like you talk to you like the the experiences will be different just like you know lexi and i like we talk to other people or see other people with hms or um or ehlers danlos or pots and we we find things commonalities but there's also you know everybody's different so everybody's different experience is unique. Um, True. Yeah. I mean, people don't get symptoms the same. People's disease don't manifest entirely yeah. the same. People's lives are different. Like it's just yeah. your your disease is not going to look like the textbook version of your disease because it can't. It never will. Like it never will. Yeah. I don't write those textbooks because there's no I feel like maybe it's uh like the average person has that but maybe I'm not average I I think it's the Grey's Anatomy version of certain disorders (laughs) the show or the book both that was a that was a double entendre okay okay (laughs) did you like that if it's the show Grey's Anatomy we are all in trouble I love that show. <laughs> but it is not medical. It is a it is a it Dude, is a... they 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 had an Ellers Danlos episode. They like bring uh, like they do rare diseases. They did. There's there's, but there's the like, Ellers Danlos episode was lacking in a lot of a information lot. a lot and so there was a lot of misinformation, <laughs> but I still love the show. It's a TV Yeah, but I it's not medical. It's just TV drama. It's relationships and people. It's just nothing just to do. Sex with and closets. Medicine is. is the over. <laughs> it's not about. It's well, from not- what I hear, that's what the hospitals really are like too. So. <laughs> I really hope they're not because that is just crazy town. Yeah. Ah, oh goodness, that could explain some things. Well, and my, well, ex- my ex girlfriend loved that show, and she was a nurse, so maybe it is like. 
Maybe it is like the real life. Or the fantasy for real life. Um, so thanks guys for listening to our episode about Joe Beth um, and our ramblings. And uh, <laughs> uh, stay tuned. We have a great month in store for you. Uh, and I'll post my Spoonie Sunday on Sunday. Thanks, guys. Bye. If you want to contact us, please send a DM or email to speakinginspoons at gmail.com with any stories you have or would like to interview with us on any of our upcoming topics. And check out our website for all of our upcoming episodes and what's happening in the Speaking Spoons community at www.speakinginspoons.com. Thank you for listening to Speaking in Spoons and have a great day.